Okay, welcome to uh, episode 10, Double Digits, motherfucker, of uh, Vulgar Tech. Uh, I am Reverend Mitch, uh, with me, as always, is Alex Mandelberg. Yo, yo. Um, yeah, we've been, um, uh, both have been insanely busy this last uh, two weeks that we didn't do an episode, so I apologize, but we're, we're back on sort of a schedule, <laughs> at the very least. We're at least doing it on a Tuesday and not like a Friday, so, you know, give me some credit. I'll go ahead and just jump right into, uh, got a lot of little news stories, a couple of big ones, and of course, as per usual, um, I have no idea which one will send either of us off into a tangent. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I guess we'll just... Let's find out together. We'll just have to see. The, the quick funny news that Nintendo of America hired as their vice president of sales, Doug... Wait for the last name, Bowser. <laughs> Bowser works for Nintendo. That's just a, it's an interesting thing. There's two amazing things in, the, in that. They hire a guy named Bowser and Nintendo of America. It's the, that's what I'm saying. I didn't realize that there was like, there's Nintendo of America, Nintendo of Japan, Nintendo of the Netherlands. I don't know if oh, there's how many different that. Reggie, Reggie feels a me. Yeah, I, I didn't. That's, uh, that's the CEO of Nintendo of America, or president, I guess, of Nintendo of America. He's the, he's the you know, he's a real goofy guy. Like <laughs> well, if he's hiring he's, a dude named Bowser to be his VP of sales, yeah, he's definitely like, I like this guy's name. I like the cut of his jib. Let's get him in here. Like, he's somewhere between, like, he's not, he doesn't have enough, like, fucking insane energy to be, <laughs> say, like, Steve Ballmer. Um, but he doesn't have enough charisma to be Steve Jobs, so he occupies this weird space where he's not good at either one, but he tries to be both depending on what part of the uh, presentation he's giving. So it sounds like he's Elon Musk. Uh, kind of, but no one cares. <laughs> also. <laughs> like Elon Musk, they're like, today Elon Musk took a shit. That is all. <laughs> and people are like, what, but what was he shitting in? Can we find out what he was shitting in? Did he, did he use the shit afterwards to create some kind of energy source? Did he mold the shit and then say this means something? <laughs> did he um, open source the shit? He probably did. <laughs> I feel like I, I'm trying to remember. I feel like I heard recently some kind of fucked up stories about Elon Musk and his proclivities. Like uh, maybe, and I, I'm, it's, it's. I'd love to hear for I, I would imagine he's probably filthy. Oh yeah, no, he's a filthy, filthy man. But like he's got, like he's not married. Like he's, I think he has an ex-fiance at best. But he's not a married man, which is interesting. I don't care necessarily, but I think it's interesting. I like it when that happens. You know, it bothers me when people are married all over the place. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I feel like there was something that came out. It wasn't like a controversy because it. it even Elon doesn't give a shit. Like he would have, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I like I like getting pegged by uh, three um, barbarian oh. women at once. You know, yes, yes, what of it? Yeah, well, you don't like a triple pegging from barbarian women. Well, it sounds like you're wrong then. <laughs> um, I don't know. I can't remember what it was, but it seemed really interesting at the time, and I've now since forgotten it. Anyway, moving on. Google um, 
did a lot of stuff at this thing called Google I.O. It's sort of their conference for Google stuff. It's, it's similar to Apple's WWDC, Worldwide Developers Conference, or Microsoft's their, uh, I think it's just called like the .NET conference or something like that. I, I can't recall. Microsoft has one as well. A lot of these bigger companies, like uh, or for other nerds, it, it's very much like uh, the Tony Stark convention that goes on in Iron Man Two. Yeah, yeah, that'd Big be that'd conference. be a similar thing. Yeah, yeah. essentially, and um, they announced a lot of you know different stuff, and some of it kind of worth talking about, but most of it, I'm just like, Google has gotten into. You know, they used to be the company that was like, okay, we're working on this big crazy thing, but like. We're just going to put it out to the world before it's done and call it beta. And then, you know, it'll go live sometime thereafter. Like Gmail was in beta for like, I want to say like six or seven years, maybe even a decade. I don't know. Gmail was in beta for a very long time. Um, now what they do is this Microsoftian thing, which is like, hey, we thought about this. We just thought you guys should know. One day this will be a thing that happens. It's one of our projects. And you're like... Wake me when you're shipping. <laughs> uh, but they, they, they've announced a new operating system for the home, for the Internet of Things, ah. uh, the IoT, um, called Google Brillo. And um, there's really not much to um, not much to really speak about, just sort of that'll be a thing that we talk about. Sort of like they've got Android for phones, they're going to have Brillo for various other devices. And actually, uh, as it turns out, because uh, they bought Nest, as as you probably well know. Well, I was about to say, would would Brillo if if you were to have like uh, like we have the Nest and the Smart Lock and you know the Smart Speaker, and if we eventually had like a smart microwave and a smart refrigerator, what's interesting is Brillo what would connect all these things? I suppose so. What's interesting to me is in this article is the first time I've heard a negative thing about Nest, and it's said in such a way that it's like we like I. Like, everyone's supposed to know that Nest sucks. Yeah. It says, The news about Brillo is intriguing for two reasons. One, it shows that Google still hasn't given up on the Internet of Things dream, which means we can probably expect some smart home devices running Brillo in coming years. And two, it suggests that Google may be trying to distance itself from Nest, its previous smart home project. Nest devices were so horrifically buggy that one of Google's own engineers, Brad Fitzpatrick, posted a video of himself ripping malfunctioning Nest fire alarms out of his house throwing them into an ice chest and tossing them out his back door. I watched that video earlier. That is exactly what happens. The, but, but that like was the five. Nest fire alarm. Yes, yes. But I'm merely saying that they were like they – might, they might be distancing, distancing themselves from Nest, their previous smart product. And I was like, yeah, how is it their pre like – like it's not – you know, first of all. And then it's like Nest devices were so horrifically buggy, blah, blah. And I'm like – I. We haven't had a problem with ours. Yeah, we got the thermostat. Once. Thermostat's fucking fantastic. I was I, I thought the fire uh, the smoke alarm thing would be kind of cool, but for the price, who cares? I'll push the button. <laughs> I'm well, not gonna I'm not gonna spend a hundred dollars per fucking smoke alarm. We got some what, of us of people every single time that smoke alarm goes off need to grab the step ladder. Well, maybe grow a couple inches, pussy. Maybe go fuck yourself, you tall fucking bastard. At any rate, it's not my fault. I'm awesome. Enjoy uh, the weather up there, dick. It's so much better over here. <laughs> so much. We have no idea. It's just so much better. Yeah, fucking um, show off. What the fuck? It's doing that fucking thing. Okay. Um, now there, there was rumors and reports that blew up all over the internet that Netflix was going to be rolling out advertising on their service, 
which freaked everybody the fuck out. Um, Netflix has officially said, no, fucking not true. We were doing tests in certain markets, and that's what we do. We test shit all the time for one. So nothing's happening right now. Not going to happen anytime soon. Don't worry about it. Fucking leave us alone. And secondly, they said that, um, and this is kind of a weird one, the ads they were going to do were like pre- and post-roll, mostly post-roll stuff that were ads for other things on Netflix. And I'm like, that's not that weird at all. Like, that's... Can I, that hardly I, counts. I, you know, I hear so many people, including my own girlfriend, who bitch and moan about commercials. And I just, is there any television show that you have ever loved ever in the history of time, Mitch? Anyone? Name a show. It is brought to you by fucking commercials. It's how television shows get made is by ad revenue that it can sell is what dictates what the show's production budget could be and what they can do. With huge exception to everything on Netflix, everything on HBO, everything on Showtime, everything on Cinemax. Yeah, that's kind of almost true. Well, once, but that's the thing is that those are subscription based. So you just asked if I, you said, could you name a TV show that you really love? So there you go. Well, the point being is that the only other option is this subscription based. So if the point comes to it that you want to have to pay an individual fee for every single channel that you're ever going to get, which, by the way, would also drive the price of these channels absolutely astronomical. Everyone thinks that cable would be cheaper. It would be by the way, I, I'm not making – I have, I have made no remarks. No, I understand. It's, it's not so much <laughs> to, towards to you. Suggest it's that it's I don't. towards all of the people who would bitch and moan about, oh, my Netflix has commercials. Well, guess what? The people who did those television shows that are now restreaming on Netflix, that's how they get their, that's how they get their revenue. These people who are paid on a uh, residual scale, which that's the whole thing about the internet. It's such this you know, new wave of people didn't think to make a, pre- a pay structure for it because no one thought it was going to be a viable media source. And now all of a sudden you have people who are abandoning cable altogether and just having Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And with that, all of, they think, oh, well, now because of that, I, I don't have to deal with any ads. Well – they're still getting these shows from television and yeah. those shows are still coming from ad revenue. So it would make sense that the ad revenue would have to follow it onto the internet medium I, I because don't... eventually, because eventually that's how these residual scales are set up is all through ad revenue. Where's Netflix going to get the money once they actually develop a real pay scale? Cause right now they don't for paying uh, actors, producers, writers, for these shows streaming on the internet, the only way to get the revenue to pay them is to have ads. Well, they they get money from subscriptions, and when they buy a show or buy a season of a show, it's possible that they essentially pay for a block of uh, residuals all up front, or ideally that's what it's supposed to be. Regardless, uh, I don't doubt that at some point, I'm surprised there isn't already commercials on Netflix, to be honest. It bothers people because they're like, I'm paying for this. You know, the same way that there's a lot of people who are like, why would I pay for Hulu Plus? It still has commercials. And that's the way I kind of felt at first because I was like, I don't understand. Am I paying to not see commercials? No, I'm not. Oh, well, then fuck it. I don't care. But then Hulu did the thing where it was like, oh, yeah, but if you don't have Hulu Plus, you get three episodes of fucking almost nothing. (laughs) If you have Hulu Plus, then everything else is unlocked. So there's a lot of things that are just you just can't even watch. Also, Hulu Plus or, or Hulu Regular, Hulu.com only works on a on a computer or a laptop. 
Like it doesn't work on your iPad. You can't use it on your fucking Xbox. Or Netflix your, you can use on pretty much anything. Yeah. yeah if, if, it, much. if it has an internet connection, it probably has Netflix pre-installed on it. Yeah. Or you can uh, somehow install it on there. I guess I should yeah. amend it. If it has, if it has an I'm internet connection sure, and a screen. I'm pretty sure has. our thermostat has Netflix. On it, <laughs> pretty sure there's, there's probably a way to put Netflix on that fucking thing. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say it would surprise me if somebody did that at some point. Um, yeah, I think that at some point they will, but it's just sort of uh, – I don't know. Hulu was the one that kind of soured people to that whole thing because of the fact that they were like, oh, we'll you know pay money and we'll take away the commercials and then paid money. And they were like, oh, just kidding. <laughs> you get commercials anyway. And it just bothers people. But isn't it only one commercial? No, Hulu is kind of a pain in the ass. It's like sometimes you can – in certain uh, on certain devices, you can th- hit a button where it's like watch a minute and a half long commercial, and then we'll let you watch this thirty minute show without any commercials. But most of the time, it just goes by standard. You know, here's a commercial in the beginning. Here's a commercial at the ten minute mark. Here's a commercial at the twenty minute mark. Here's three more commercials at the end of the thing. You know, I mean, that's that's how programming works. It's how they pay for all this stuff as ad revenue. I really only brought this up so that people who were like, oh, my God, Netflix is doing ads would be like – would understand that it's not yeah, happening yeah, yeah. anytime I, I, soon, if yeah. at all. I, I'm glad that they can I'm sure eventually it will happen, but you never know. You can say that. I'll say uh, to anybody complaining about it, get the fuck over it. Yeah, well. Ads aren't that bad. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. Um, Amazon's latest move suggests cord cutters don't go for reality TV. Amazon's finding that on their Prime service where they've, you know, they've got their own, uh, much like Netflix, they've got their own uni- uh, proprietary or uh, uh, exclusive uh, Original programming. Original programming, yes. Um, uh, and they're finding that their reality shows are are going over like a uh, lead balloon, as it were. <laughs> they're not going well. <laughs> Which which is interesting, but not terribly surprising because I don't feel like and, – and look, I, I know I'm not the average blah, blah, blah. I don't need to hear it again because Alex always reminds me. But I guess the way I think of it is that I think that for the most part, reality TV works because people are like – flipping through channels and they're like, well, this will be full of dumb shit and drama for 20 minutes to distract me. And I don't really care. I don't know that people outside of a select few ever go like, oh my God, my favorite reality show is coming on at seven. See, I I actually felt like I, that that was surprising news when I heard that because I would have personally thought that uh, reality shows, the type of things that people will sit down and just binge on like, like, oh, I got a day. I have nothing to do. I'm just going to sit here and binge on something. And a lot of times that will turn into reality programming. I've, not for me. I'm not a huge fan of it. But that certainly happened to Sydney a few times. Where I'm trying to just think like in general they don't do like marathon stuff, right? Yeah, I don't know. Do, I feel like, like, bra- all, I feel like Bravo is always running uh, a marathon of some reality-based television show. That's all or, they are but I mean, but what I, I guess I'm saying is like when I think binge watching, I don't really think of people binge watching reality shows. I think there's probably like there's probably something in the human brain that's like I can only take so much pretend drama. I feel like if you binge watch House, then you probably would have binge watched a reality show before. Yes. So if you're the kind of person who can watch more than two episodes of House and still be like, oh, I wonder what happens next, then I guess, yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, I can watch one and a half episodes, and then I'm like, I need to turn something else on. I, I can't. I can't sit through a full episode of House. It's the worst show. Ever. I can sit through. I'm not the worst show ever. It's good. It's good. It's no. It's no. Hugh Lowry was good. 
I mean, he's an entertaining guy. I'd he like, is an you entertaining know, guy. I mean, whatever. He's, he, his work with Stephen Fry was fantastic, but also you could say that about literally anyone on earth. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's impossible to dial in a performance when you're working with Stephen Fry. And if you do, I think you probably don't work with Stephen Fry. You enjoyed my performance with Stephen Fry? I didn't know you had one. <laughs> no, I didn't. That's okay, well then. You said anybody. Yeah, if you were working with Stephen Fry, I'd be like, that is your best performance yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you phoned it in when you were Stephen Fry. You're like no, Stephen motherfucking Fry. Oh, is he been motherfuckered? Oh, are you kidding me? It's Stephen Fry. Okay. Thou shalt not question Stephen Fry. <laughs> Stephen Fry is the king of of kings. You know, he just it's the guy doesn't do anything wrong. There's no scandals. Except for it's a little weird that he's marrying like a twenty year old boy. But <laughs> it's not really a scandal, it's just sort of like there it's, you it's, go. <laughs> it's, it's, it's identical to Jerry Seinfeld and his – well, actually, no. Jerry no, Seinfeld, not, I think, no. was 17. No, she was 17. She, right. That's a, so, a big difference. I think this guy – I want to say this kid was like really young, like 19 or 20. I yes. could be wrong. But I remember he was like really young and I'm just like – But he <sighs> didn't have to ask his parents' permission. This is It's legal. It's just creepy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's all I'm saying. Jerry was creepy and illegal. Yeah. Ish. Although, no, I think in New York it was okay at the time. I think 17 yeah. was okay. Well, he didn't do anything until she was 18, quote unquote. Yeah, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. He just took it to prom. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I, look, I, don't, I don't know. Although, really, I mean, that girl has to marry him because you cannot show up to your high school prom with the most famous comedian in the world at the time, coming off of the biggest TV show in the last 30 years. Uh, as your prom date and not marry him. Yeah, you got to marry him. Because who else, who's going to top that? Nope. Not that, you, you can't. You're not you can't. going to. You're, you're going to be like, because let's say they break up and she goes on a date with some guy. What are we doing for a first date? He's like, ah, oh, you know, I was thinking we'd get some fro-yo. Maybe, <laughs> you know? She's like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. not quite as good as yeah, the... Jerry Seinfeld took me for lobster. Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld took me to lobster uh, in a brand new Lamborghini yeah. with a fleet of cars behind him. Yeah. And we had... Uh, private security block out the rest of the restaurant, so we actually ate naked. Yeah, but yeah, Froyo sounds good. And then and then he fucked me on a bed with Egyptian cotton sheets that had been freshly woven by an Egyptian man in mm-hmm. the corner of the room. And they had he had twelve backup sheets on the side just in case I squirted. Yeah, and they were freshly pressed. Yeah, and ironed. And he I, had and he had staff members waiting by to replace the sheets at a moment's notice. Yeah. <laughs> Also, you know when you go to a fancy restaurant and they got the guy in the bathroom? He's got one of those at home. (laughs) (laughs) They'll bidet for you. They bidet with their own spit. (laughs) That that part I don't know if I'd like. But once again, Froyo sounds great. Froyo. Yeah, yeah, let's go for Froyo. I've got two Uber for newses. Oh, goody. Yes, there's one is the Uber for putting gas in your car, which is a weird... But also kind of, all right, like if you live in downtown L.A. and you're low on gas, which I imagine happens often because you're driving from here to there in just small quantities. And over time, you're like, oh, I could do it. Like you get in your car and it's like you're low on gas. and You're like, I'm just going a block up the road. And you probably do that 10 or 15 times a but, week. But wait, are they bringing gas to my car yes. or are they taking my car to get gas for me? No, no, no. They're gassing up at your house. They're bringing a gas truck basically <laughs> to your house. To gas you up, you know I fuck. Yeah, it's a weird I hate one. these things when I'm like, "How lazy are you?" I'd probably use that. Like, I, I, I yeah, I, yeah. I would. I it's it's convenient. Fuck, it's convenient. If it it greatly depends. If I know, all right, 
These technology motherfuckers want me to not leave my house anymore. No, this uh, this feels like like okay. This is a scenario that I thought of in my head. You tell me if you go along with this because I feel like this is similar to a scenario that we had. La- what was the other Uber for something that we thought about? That oh, ATM, right? Yeah, the Uber okay. for ATM. It's Saturday night. You, me, and Sydney are going to Hollywood. We're taking my car as we for some reason always do. I just remembered I'm low on gas. Now we're leaving in an hour. It's going to take everybody in here. Well, it's going to take Sydney an hour. It's going to take you 20 minutes. It'll take me like eight minutes. But I like to, you know, You know damn well if we only have an hour, it's going to take Sydney an hour and 15 minutes. But that was nice of you to... Well, I'm saying at the time that I realized I need gas. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, And I'd be like, okay, well, I kind of, you know, I want to shower, shave my head, shave my face, shave my balls, uh, spiff up some cologne, put the deodorant on, put on a nice suit, vest, tie, let's say. Uh, all that is, yeah, about 40, 45 minutes. Now, if I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't, I didn't gas up the car. If it were possible to call up one of these services and they would be there fast enough to where I, I just could walk outside my bathrobe and throw a dude some keys, <laughs> like, gas them up, you know, I'd do it. But I, I think it's more useful for somebody in like a deep urban center like downtown LA. It'd be a perfect example. I'll bet you that happens all the time that people in downtown LA are like constantly running on empty. Yeah, I can I can understand that. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. The other one is actually far more useful. Z Taylors. And this is a sort of Uber for tailoring. Fuck yeah. Yeah, this is a pretty cool thing. You call them up, a tailor comes to your house. And, uh, you know, you go, oh, this is the garment or garments I want altered. They take all the measurements. They tell you a plan. And then within a week, they come back with your stuff. Fuck yeah. Yeah. It's great. Now, what's interesting is Super I was, fuck yeah. I was reading an article with the guy who came up with the whole thing. And uh, he was saying one of the interesting things about it is that I think it was something like 90 or 95% of their customers uh, – end up doing more garments than they thought they would in the middle of the consultation. Which makes perfect sense. Yeah, of course, that makes perfect sense. Because you go to a tailor with a jacket. Yeah. And you're like, hey, I need this trimmed over here. I have a tailor in my house measuring things. I'm like, you know, I also have that pair of jeans in there that's always a little bit long. And and there's no, like, you don't have to sit there and make, excuse me, make all these arrangements in advance to be like, okay, it's exactly this garment. It looks like this, blah, blah, blah. You say, I need a tailor. Tailor shows up. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Pretty good service. Or pretty good. Super uh, fuck yeah. Pretty good uh, prices. Is there a monthly enrollment thing or is it? No, a- no. It's uh, taper size of shirts, 20 bucks. I was looking at jackets, you know, center seam, 25 bucks, sleeves, 30 bucks, sides, 30. A full recut is only 100 bucks. I mean, that's a little expensive. Uh, uh, depending li- on your jacket. If you're going to get a full, if you're going to get a jacket recut, it's going to be a fucking eight, $900 jacket. Yeah, but that's still, that's 100 bucks is a little expensive. I've had some jackets recut for like 75 But once again, that's going to a place and having to bring everything there and picking it up myself. 25 bucks for the home delivery and, and doing it in the comfort of my house. Well, he's not yeah. doing it in the comfort of your house. No, no yeah, it, yeah. I don't have to leave. Yeah. Exactly. All this shit is just so I don't have to fucking leave my – god damn. I want to leave my house. Can, well, we, can we record is, this outside? <laughs> if I may. The, I'm feeling I, shut in right now. The idea, at least for both of these, is with the assumption that you're going out later with them. Like 
the gassing up is with the under the assumption that you're going to be leaving the house and you need gas for your car. And this one, you're not going to tailor a suit just to wear for your cats. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> Z tailors, ladies and gentlemen. My cat happens to appreciate how dapper I look in a suit. Thank you very much. Oh, I wish your cat would convince you to cut that fucking hair of yours. <laughs> All right, so here's a fun little NPR uh quiz thingy of how likely is your job to be replaced by a machine give me a uh, give me a, a, a category oh, I, I work in uh, I work in entertainment so okay let's go yeah there. I looked yours up earlier oh you did well something like it but uh, so that would be I guess I'd be an actor technically oh if you just want actor oh do they have something more well, specific? It, yeah, thirty-seven percent chance of being automated as an actor. Oh, Interpreters what, and translators. Uh, what about editor? The I'm editors sure. actually, I think, was like three percent. Oh, yeah! 5. Woo! Yeah. Way to go, See? editors! All right. Uh, I like I like uh, graphic designer. Where is it? Graphic designer. Look at this. Eight point two. Not yeah, too so, bad. So you're holding on that radio yeah. announcers. Ten point two. Point two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could probably yeah if you if you listen to Ira Glass line producers up and, and directors. Please tell me that's two point. That's it. Come on. Yeah, two point two percent. I have choreographers zero point four percent. Apparently, they think that robots will never teach you how to dance. Which you know what? Fine by me. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Athletes and sports competitors twenty eight point three percent. Wow, they're looking forward to a future of robots. <laughs> robots competing. Robots huh? competing. Uh, a lot interesting. I like how actors are the highest probably thirty four percent that actors can thirty seven. Dancers probably higher. No, no oh, okay. Uh, musicians and singers seven point four. Okay, fine artists including painters, sculptors, and illustrators four point two. Yeah, so the arts are pretty well protected overall. Photographers probably not. Oh, two point one on that. Fashion designers. 2.1 as well. Music directors and composers, 1.5. Yeah, so all around, set an exhibit drum designers, yeah, I would figure that's that's not going to get automated. And all around in, in the entertainment and the arts. Now, of course, if you start to look into like community and social services, um, these are probably lower percentages because they're therapists and clergy and mental health and all that. I yeah. feel like but clergy I, could get replaced. Sales, by, sales I can get related. a computer to be a Southern Baptist minister, I feel like. I'm, I'm about to hit cashiers. What's, what's your guess? <laughs> I'm going to say like 74%. I'm going to say 83. 97. 97. Wow. Wow, come on, man. These motherfuckers need jobs, though. Retail salespersons. These motherfuckers need jobs. No, 92%. Fashion models. These people need jobs, though. Fashion models will be automated. Well, yeah, because we we already have mannequins. Telemarketers, almost 100% chance of complete automation. But I know telemarketers. These dudes need jobs. How upsetting. Securities commodities and financial service sales agents, 1.6, which, by the way, Wait, that's the one that's we most use, want. Yeah, that's, that's the, the one I most want turned into a computer. It's useless. I'll argue for the rights of everybody else, but oh god. Real estate agents, eighty-six point four percent. Insurance, ninety-two percent. Woo! What happens when nobody has a job, though? I'll bet you in production, it's got it. These are all high nineties. Bakers, maybe not so much. Eighty-eight. Yeah. See, it's meat packers. Uh, sixty. Machinists, sixty-four. Upholsterers, that's probably a low percentage. 
38.6, yeah. Grinding and polishing workers' hand. I'll get that's high percentage. 97. <laughs> Timing device assemblers and adjusters. Ooh, high 90s again. 98.5. I mean, this, but these people need these jobs, though. You yeah. can't just bring in a... And I need a, and I need a brighter future. You can't just bring in a computer and be like, motherfucker, you don't have a job now because this computer's going to do it. You can't just do that to these people. Well, that's why Cleveland and Detroit look like shit. Because of this 98.5% on timing devices, assemblers, and, yet, and adjusters. And yet cars are less expensive and safer than ever. And yet the entire city of Detroit su- – go to Detroit and find me the nice neighborhood. All right. Go there and do that for me. I will uh, never do that. Yeah, All right. Yeah, exactly. You're never – go to Cleveland. There are nice Go to Cleveland, not the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And find me the area that everyone is just singing happily in the street. Cleveland rocks. Cleveland rocks a foul odor is what it does. Well, listen, maybe you should have picked a job that wasn't going to be automated. You knew this was coming in the fucking 40s and 50s. They talked about it. Why are you getting into jobs that you knew were going to be automated? People have been warning you it's for fucking like 100 years. It's not like there's that many other jobs. I mean, there are a lot of – but there's not – you can't just get another fucking job. Some some yeah. people don't have skills. Just go up to the job tree and pick jobs off of it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's like idiocracy. You just take the IQ test and then they slot you into a job. Yeah. Smartest, yeah. Man, on the, smartest man in the country gets to be president. In less happy news, uh, Twitter – has a has a promoted tweets feature and i am fucking blown away that they do nothing in the way of even verifying if the thing should be promoted like if you say promote this tweet they just blindly promote it so um someone with the same name same display name not screen name but display name as a prominent uh i think uh, gay rights activist uh bought like thousands of promoted tweets that said um trannies your families will never love you you are living a lie and you know it end your miserable existence commit suicide now that was a promoted tweet showed up on thousands and thousands of profiles hmm. and it's like um, well uh twitter really with all that money you don't have one person who can go nope <laughs> a fucking computer could at least know commit suicide now shouldn't probably show up in anything in, that you promote. I mean, just saying. The I, other world's a little bit difficult, but commit suicide now, pretty easy to find in a search string. I know I know a, a female who is a very, very good-looking, uh, took a picture of herself, uh, didn't realize a little bit of her underwear was, was showing uh, mm-hmm. in the you know, the, the crotch a little bit was showing in the picture, uh-huh. and they pulled that picture Who's off. they? Uh, this Instagram. is Facebook. Oh, yeah, Facebook. Well, yeah. Facebook pulled it. We're so, not talking about the same thing. Facebook so has moderated. A sneak of vagina gets yanked from Facebook, but kill yourself, you're, uh, commit suicide now, you're living a lie. Yeah. Well, again, we're talking about different platforms. I mean, Twitter is, is for all the shit that people give the other services, Twitter has always been run by fucking assholes. Just and just to run shittily. They had no idea what they – early on, they were like, we'll monetize this thing. Give us a minute. We'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. And people were like, how are you planning on doing that? And then they were like, ooh, promoted tweets. That's what we'll do. And uh, over time, people haven't really cared for it, and it doesn't really 
have a good ROI. Uh, so they've started shoving it into other places and, and making it more obvious. And then they do like suggest you follow this person and things like that when you're looking at somebody's followers. Uh, they do a lot of like pushing things on you that, you know, somebody paid to be pushed onto you. Um, but they've done a number of things to basically lock down the platform so that so that they can just do those ads. It's, for instance, the Twitter API used to be fantastic. You used to be able to send a request to Twitter and go, hey, um, give me the last 10 tweets for this user. And they'd be like, here you go. But then they started locking that down where it was like, no, you can use our uh, little widget thing, which, of course, includes the ads. Um, but even that, you can't just build one for any user. You have to go into your own profile and hit like create a widget and set up all these things and then take that code and use it, which kind of ruined all the you know, ability to show a tweet stream on a given page and things like this. It also sounds like a pain in the ass. Yeah, it kind of is, yeah. And then you know, uh, there's various Twitter apps, and Twitter bought like 10 or 15 of the top Twitter apps and then locked down all these other ones where you needed to uh, have uh, um, there's a certain amount of Twitter keys you're allowed in order to pull tweets for a user. So like, for instance, my Twitter app, I use a thing called TweetBot, and I think they have maybe, you know, 200,000 users or something like that. So their Twitter was allowing, like, Twitter officially caps everybody at, I think, like 1,000. And then they're like, contact us if you need more. And I think TweetBot, for instance, has a block of like 250,000. And by the way, there's no reason to limit them. Keys are fucking easy to make. They're not, they don't cost anything to compute. They're not, they don't take up server resources. They're, they're, they're less than free. They're, they're, it's a, it's a pain in the ass to even have them. Um, uh, but if, as a, as a, if you were a company making a Twitter app, you have to pull, you have to take that into account when you're making the app. You have to go like, well, how many keys am I allowed to get? And Twitter's like, well, how many do you need? And you're like, I don't know. We haven't launched yet. And they're like, all right, we'll start with a thousand. (laughs) And then we'll go from there. And you're like, but but, 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 wait, (laughs) I could do that in a day. And they're like, "Uh uh-huh. Well, then talk to us at the end of that day. You know, and then you could go to them and be like, well, I need 200,000. They'd be like, "Mm, yeah, but we don't really know you. How about 20,000? You know, that's kind of how they are. They're fucking dicks. And it's because they need to be able to push all these different ways of shoving ads in your face. And again, whatever, advertising, schmadvertising, but... The way that they do it is so – like I don't look at the Twitter website that often at all. But like that's – I mean it's just – it's riddled. It's like, oh, we suggest you follow this person. We look at this tweet that was – blah, 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 blah. That like if they can't get into that, then they're fucked. Um, yeah, makes it's sense. just hilarious to me and embarrassing for them that you have a promoted tweet service. You would think – I mean fucking day one. Somebody's like, I'm going to promote a tweet. I'm on Twitter's board of anything, and I'm going, all right, so they hit promote a tweet, it goes to a system, and we approve it, and then it goes live. And if they went, no, 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 it just goes live, I'd be like, well, whoa, that's, whoa, 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 that's whoa. a terrible idea. What if somebody said something about, hey, trannies, why don't you kill yourselves? <laughs> oh, no one's going to do that. No, I'm sure it won't happen. And, and certainly if they did, no one would click promote. Yeah, I'm sure that wouldn't get promoted across, like, specifically targeting the gay community, which it was. That, that's right. That's right up there with uh, with someone at Google being like, "Why would you need uh, private browsing?" Well, if you're searching for something for the wife, and right. you don't want her to find out that you're 
shopping well, at least, for at least that you can something use, to jerk off for. That you can use innuendos, and you can like use. <laughs> you can come up with a reason for it. There's no reason to just to not. I mean, Facebook doesn't allow you to uh, put up an ad without a whole bunch of like. They have a lot of red tape around like what you can do, and they have people approving it. And I. I'm sure approving ads is probably an eight dollar an hour job. I mean, it's not it's not a lot of work. Does it say anything about trannies or killing yourself? Yeah. Okay. We're gonna. That's a no then. Yeah. Gonna have to pass. Sorry. Yeah. And they're like, but I mean, they didn't say kill yourself. They said commit suicide. Is that? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, uh, that's falls just... under the same category. Fucking Twitter. What a pile of shit. If it says tranny, I'm just gonna assume the rest of it's negative. Yeah, that's, that's it's just, pretty safe. Unless you're, you know, AutoZone. You know, <laughs> or Pet Boys. And you're like, hey, your tranny repaired? I'll let, I'll let it go then. I'll let it slide this time. Uh, I feel like I should get to this later. Oh, uh, let's see. I mean, I, I mean, like later in the show. Um, everything else is kind of... Oh, here's, here's a non-serious, slightly quick one. Um, some years back, there was, um, there was this website called I- ikea hackers and it were people that were like they'd buy two malm beds and put them together and sort of make this cool double decker kind of thing with storage underneath and it was like hey look what you can do with a couple extra pieces of wood and two ikea beds and you know things like that okay. ikea hacking people just sort of taking the bits and pieces from various ikea products and putting them together and make something kind of neat and then uh ikea some years later when it kind of started getting a little more popular, was like, cease and desist. Fuck you. You can't do that. Don't do that. You must cease and desist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, they, so they did that, and people were very upset with them. And then Ikea was like, okay, fine. You can have your hiker site. I don't care. But um, now it's come to fruition or come to light. that The whole reason they had a problem with it in the first place is because they have long been planning their own Ikea hack. Ah. So now there's, as you can see here in this picture, there's like a little box that's like hack frosta. So it's like kind of spare parts of various systems. And you can see there's little, little signs that say this product can be hacked. And they'll show like you could combine this with this and make this. And then they'll sell little boxes off to the side that have like extra parts and different screws and stuff like that. So you can hack your own Ikea shit. Oh. Yeah, kind of neat. I mean, I always was wondering if there was a way to make that more of a fucking pain in the ass to do yeah sounds pleasant you enjoy putting ikea shit together that's fucking love well okay i had the issue of the fact that in my family i was the only person who knew how to put together ikea furniture so i had to put together everyone lived alone for eight years what do you want and then it got to the point where my mom started telling her friends and she's like oh alex is great at building ikea shit which by the way what a terrible talent to tell people that your son has like can you brag about anything else about me so now my mom's friends will call me to put together their ikea shit so i've just gotten to the point where like i, I like ikea is great and all but uh, i i have a rule it, like when it comes to ikea things like i'll help you build it once but like if you're moving or something and you need help re-putting, I will never put together an IKEA thing for a second time. Mm. That mm. will not happen. Right, right. There's a lot of IKEA stuff that will get lost in a move. It will just not make it. Yeah, I have. I've thrown away many IKEA furniture pieces. You uh, bi- wherever you, you know. build it, that is where it lives for the entirety of its life. Not necessarily. I've had my bed for uh, several years now. I've re-put. I've, I've put my bed together, taken it apart, and put it together. Like four times now. 
And, you know, I'm cool. It's you're, still holding up. You're fucking weird. Yeah, well, maybe. You're very fucking yeah, weird. Yeah, well, you know, maybe. 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 No. Maybe no. a little weird, you know. I, I mean, it's if there was some really cool My stuff. My shelving systems, uh, for the most part. If there was some up. really cool stuff in there, I would be in. I just, I don't know what kind like, is it just a chair with three arms on it? Like, what is? I mean, I look. I don't know. And they haven't they haven't really announced anything. They're just saying like this, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to have our own IKEA hacker site, and we're going to help you hacker fuckers out with all of all these. You know, we're going to tell you what can be hacked and how. And I don't know. It's 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 interesting. Another thing they're doing is interesting called the swap program, where you can bring your old pre built IKEA furniture back. And you could buy it. Somebody else could buy it for a discounted fee, which is kind of nice. I can do that. That I get fucks with. Yeah. So, you know, interesting. Interesting news on the Ikea front. All right. I'll go to this then. Um, people have been talking about virtual reality sex or AKA teledildonics. Uh, I've, uh, I've mentioned is that. Is that a real term? You asked me that the first time I brought it <laughs> That's the show. That's a real term. Yeah. Yes. You go, oh my God. That's. Wait, teledildonics? Yeah. Which sounds like I, it still sounds kind of dirty, but I feel like you could slip that into a boardroom. <laughs> that would not get past Apple. Apple, no, Apple would no, throw they, that out they, in a second. But they keep they watch the news. I'm saying if you went into like a corporate office thing and you said um if you said, well, we've you know we've made great strides in uh, engineering, research, teledildonics, energy renewables, <laughs> I think they would just nod along. They'd be like, I don't know what that third one was, but I'm not going to ask. I'll look like an idiot. Then everybody's going to go like, wait a minute, you mean dildos controlled by the internet? Like, oh, is that uh, what teledildonics is? I meant telecommunication. My bad. <laughs> uh, but... Between the teledildonics and virtual reality sort of porn has been like just about to happen for like my entire adult life and then probably some of my teenage life. I mean, I remember watching Lawnmower Man when I was, you know, 14. And that was basically all about virtual reality sex. And yet again, it's coming up this year. We're like, we're getting ready. The toys are preparing. But don't they have that thing that. I could have sworn they already had that thing that you could hook up to your iPad that, you know. The man has one attachment, the woman has the other, and the man puts his dick in it, and the woman puts the other thing in her. That would be then... teledildonics, yeah, yeah. But this is this but is actually, that already exist? Yeah, well, that does. But this is this is a virtual. The idea is you'd put on your Oculus Rift headset, and real porn stars uh, do these POV scenes, as you can see here. Uh-huh. And then you've got you're wearing the the thing, you're wearing yeah. the headset, and then you've got a you know pocket pussy you know attached to your I don't know desk or something, or maybe you're holding it in your hand. I'm not exactly sure how. You're supposed to set up the flashlight, but you're doing that, and then you're watching this chick blow you. But I'm already going like, "Well, that dude's that dude's in better shape than I am." But also, I don't think his dick is pierced. Maybe it's smaller than mine. Maybe it's way bigger than mine. You know, I, I don't like. I mean, I wouldn't be able to get into it because I couldn't have a conversation. I couldn't like make a joke. You know what I mean? She just be. She just want to get right down to business, and I'd be like, "Ah, oh. it's like a hooker. Like it's, I hired a virtual hooker. Oh boy." Like, I wouldn't hire a real hooker. Why would I want a virtual one? Like, if I'm going to hire a hooker. Let me at least hire a But that's horseshit because you jerk off. Yeah, I know, but I don't – this is way – this is too much. This, this is, is just another way to jerk off. Okay, then you'd buy this. But I, I would. Yeah. It's not whether uh, I'd buy yeah, it or okay. not. It's uh, the damnation that you're having for it because I – I know I, I, because I believe that it's just about – it's just – anytime we have a new technology – 
in this world, it's always about how can we use it to jerk off or fuck. Like that's that's what technology is yeah, uh, for. Uh, look, so this is just a new way. People have been jerking off in America the same way for the twenty five years. We've been jerking off on the internet. To the same fucking way of jerking. It's just an, uh, some people are tired of it. So they want a new way to jerk off. You're, I, act, you're acting like I'm saying no one should ever use this. I'm just saying that me, you wouldn't. me personally, I think that I, that would be my thought. As I'd be like, it doesn't fe- it doesn't, that doesn't look like me at all. I don't like the fact that I can't talk to the bitch. Um, you know but do I mean? you only jerk off to porn where there's no dude in it then? No, not necessarily. I mean, I, I don't want to get into what I do, but <laughs> I don't watch. I don't watch porn to jerk. I off. get three midgets in the room, and I have them light plates on fire and spin them over their heads. Dwarven folk, please. <laughs> first of all, then I have a teacher uh, come in the room and no, whip me I, repeatedly. Look, I don't. I I've worked in porn long enough, making porn websites and things like this, and still to this day, that like seeing porn does nothing for me at all, and it seems. And it's funny to me because the amount of times that like I've just tried to show somebody something funky that I found or something interesting I found porn-wise and I kind of forget like, oh, people don't just look at porn casually. Like it's like it's just another video on YouTube basically. I still remember the time you showed me the Asian woman uppercutting the man's testicles to orgasm. That's a pretty hot clip. But uh, <laughs> there's, there's a part of me that's like I kind of might be into that. I'm not even sure. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm not really into, you know – any part of that, really. I'm not like, I don't have an Asian fetish. I don't have a getting my balls pushed by. I think it's just the fact that she's smiling and she's got a <laughs> firm grip on his dick. And so she's like, okay, I'm going to hurt him, but like, I'm still going to stroke his. D- I'm not a monster. And I kind of like, and she doesn't even flinch when he comes on her face. She just keeps going at it. She's like laughing at that point. And I'm just, I don't know. There's something fun and exciting about that. It's a good, hmm, I don't know. It's interesting. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. But you can't get, you, if, if I, if I had got you an Oculus Rift headset for Christmas and you're telling me not once. Would you check out one of these? Oh, I didn't say I wouldn't check it out. I'd probably be interested and take a look at it. But also, I think I mentioned this before. Virtual reality, like just in general, things that only I can see or feel or experience kind of do nothing for me because I'm like, "Ah, that's no fun. I don't get to share it with anybody. Uh, thankfully, that's not true of everything in your life because I've never had to have you just walk into the living room and be like, hey, I was going to jerk off, Alex. So uh, can I sit out here while I do that because I want to share this Right, right. I'm saying I'm saying that I, so so in general I wouldn't really care for a VR headset unless we had four of them and then I'd be like okay let's do this together yeah that'd be awesome I get okay I understand you know what that I mean? um, but uh, uh, you know it's like I I I like Assassin's Creed but it, I rarely get a chance where I have like three or four hours that no one's in the house no one's going to be using the TV that I can play it which is why I've been playing Mortal Kombat 10 so much recently because that's a two player thing we can all have a good time whatever have you. Um, but yeah, I would probably look at it. I'd probably be like, oh, let's see what this is all about. But I don't, and I'm not saying like it wouldn't be kind of arousing. I'm sure like some part of you like, oh, that's kind of, you know, she's pretty hot, you know, whatever the fuck. Um, but I don't know. I just couldn't see me personally. I couldn't see, you know, strapping on a helmet and going into this world where I look like him and she looks like her and there's no talk. And it's, I already said there are other reasons why I'm on your side that uh, VR pornography doesn't work and that's mostly the fact that i've like if you live with anybody else 
the last thing you want to do is blindfold yourself and put headphones on so you can't hear anything outside before you start jerking off because the worst thing that could happen is somebody walks in and you can't hear them or see them walking in and you're just sitting there with your you know VR attachment with your with your dick in something yeah give it if if this hits market in a way that like comes together as a package deal, which a fleshlight people ought to get, I think they're you know I'm sure that I think they, I'm I think sure. that's who it's two it's a couple of companies have teamed up together. Yeah, I'm sure. So lo- the Del Del Donors company, Love Sense, things like that. Um, uh, uh, when this hits market within a year, that'll be a viral YouTube craze. Is walking in on your roommate, you know having vr sex with himself you know <laughs> that'll be all that'll be most of youtube will just be those videos <laughs> i can't wait actually I'm pretty sure that's it'll be kind of hilarious yeah well great for you i mean i enjoy that guy's got to kill himself i enjoyed so, the know. shit out of the video of the old people with the vr they were wearing the oculus rift mm. thing watching the the vr porn right and like so many of them were bothered and then there was the one old guy's like seen a lot in my life yeah. Can't bother me with this shit. What is this? What is this? Oh, yeah, she yeah. doesn't even shit on your chest at the end? <laughs> Pussies. Where's the part where she opens up a vein so I can actually feel something for a change? <laughs> All right, uh, Carl, we're going we're gonna to take away the headset now. Please don't kill anyone in the room. Yeah, so uh, I... I don't know. I mean, I'm sure. Look, it, the prob- the thing is, I just is, think your quickness this, to be against it. Is it's, this, not, it's not. It's not even. A I'm not against thing. it personally. All right. right off the bat, again, I've been hearing about this shit for fucking twenty yeah. some odd okay. years, and it's never. No one gives a shit. No one has ever given a shit. But these companies think people give a shit, and no one gives a shit ever. And yet they're like, no, this time they're going to give a shit. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this time they will give a shit. But history has shown me that, no, people don't give a shit. Have we ever really had an HD virtual reality? Like, has that – an HD virtual reality platform like Oculus, though, that hasn't existed until recently. Look, so this is the first could, time we're getting right it now, one of the You know, one of the things that, you know, like Flashlight, for instance, does make. They make, like, you know, mounts and shit like that where you can put your iPad or your phone on it and then you got your Flashlight. So if you're watching POV porn and you put it in the right position, it will kind of look like you could trick yourself into thinking this woman's blowing you because of the angle and things like that. And you've got a Flashlight. But, like, a number of people who do that, oh, I don't know, 100 out of the world. <laughs> like, there's not many people who are doing that. And and it's very easy to set up, you know? And frankly, you don't even need that. Not to mention, I would, you could just hold your, imagine if there was like hold a, your phone and jerk yourself with the flashlight. I'm kind of or wondering. Hold your, phone, hold your phone and jerk yourself. You don't so, even need the flashlight. Because they had those other ones where it was like there's the male side and the female side of it. Sure. And then you would have to obviously go on some proprietary server where it's like male looking for female. Like what happens when you go in that chat room? It's like 30 dudes who are just looking for the one girl with the dildo attachment so that they can finally get some pleasure going. Well, I think in that situation, you're probably more like doing just one-on-one chats. And you're, it's probably not like, you know, chat roulette or anything. It's probably more like Skype where you're like, <laughs> hey, toots, let's do this. But, you know, and, and the whole thing was like, okay, this dildo will fuck you the way he's fucking the, the rubber pussy. Yeah, and the then hole. it'll contract the way that you do. And I'm like, can we buy it fucking honest here? Nobody contracts. Okay. <laughs> Oh, come on. No, like, yeah, they chicks? do. I no, felt no. it. Yeah, I like, felt yeah, Listen, here's, I don't let know me, what let you're me, talking hold about on, there. Hold on. It, you're not going to let me fucking finish. <laughs> I'm saying it happens that women in their like early 20s hear about that, and they're like, ooh, that's going to be my jam. 
and then they give it up like a year later because it's too much fucking work and nobody gives a shit. That's what happens. It's the facts. And then sometimes, yeah, they keep up things and then speak in for their your 30s, goddamn they'll, self. They'll squeeze a little. I will not have myself being lumped in with these outrageous comments that are being made right now. I'm, I'm not only do I stand I'm, by I'm, that there is a clinching <laughs> sensation, but I also stand by that it feels good and they are and they will continue to do that forever. Goddamn right. it! You live in that fantasy world of yours. I don't need your fucking. That's I don't fine. need your judgment. I'm saying. And you got a you got a rubber pussy that is. Well, tele- who said I have a rubber pussy? Oh, okay, I get what you're saying. That I, is teledildonically oh, connected <laughs> over them internets to a chick who's got the dildo side of it. You know, she's got the male end of the plug. Um, <laughs> now, first of all, that dildo can't fuck her the way that you're fucking the rubber pussy because uh, it's not a goddamn fuck machine. It's it's a dildo, so she's still gonna have to hold it herself, and it's not gonna thrust for her. So, what's it gonna do? At best, wiggle up and down, maybe, or I don't know. Maybe it pulses or vibrates faster the harder you fuck the rubber thing. But anyway, it's not a one to one direct relationship, so that's right off the bat. Now, let's suppose it's like, oh, we'll squeeze it when she squeezes. Then she's got to focus on squeezing. And I just don't think that she would. And maybe she's going to try. But what again, what's if the odds of being a one-to-one? you're trying to convince me that actually fucking someone in person is better, no argument. I, I want that to be said. Absolutely no arguments here. If that's the, if my, that's my argument is more that, 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 that the, the theory that's been laid out for how these things will work – Sounds way better in a boardroom <laughs> than in a bedroom. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're a sex toy company, you're like, this is what people are going to be doing. It's so cool. But, like, no. No one gives a shit. It's, it reminds me, if I may do a, a bit of an Apple uh, moment here, I thought was I thought interesting, is that people were always like, well, not always, but, you know, Towards the end of Steve Jobs' life, they were like, why don't you have a MacBook that's touchscreen? you got the iPad. Why not put a touchscreen on the MacBook? And he's like, that works great in a tech demo, but like no one would use that because this is a really uncomfortable position. To keep your arm extended at all times so you can fucking sit there and pinch and zoom with your fucking hands? That's stupid. It doesn't work. It's great for a tech demo. Looks cool in the store, but no one uses that. Hmm. And like... Kind of instantly, everybody went, oh, yeah, hmm, true. And, like, there was a shitload of computers at the time that were trying to do that, and they're all fucking gone. The closest thing now is the Surface Pro, and it's got that kickstand thing with the keyboard. Yeah, but that's also technically a television and a No, it's more of a tab. I mean, the idea is they show in the commercial. They flip the thing over to use it like a tablet. Rarely do they have it kicked up in the keyboard position and the person's fiddling with the screen. You're using the keyboard at that point. And it's got a trackpad as well, so it's just a laptop. That turns into a tablet when you want it to. But they're not intending for you to be sitting there looking at it like a normal laptop and touching the screen. Hmm. And so perfect example of that is like the companies who were making those started and stopped with, yeah, (laughs) touch screen. Like that's all they thought. Sort of like some of these teledynamics. It's like, oh, they start and stop with, oh, people want to have interactive sex over the internet. We could facilitate that. And it's like, yeah, yeah, but kind of not really. No, like, frankly, no, not not really a thing. People are pretty good at touching themselves. I feel like the Oculus Rift porn will take off a lot faster than teledildonics. Maybe. Maybe I'm the wrong one, but I feel like, no, because it's 
it's been you can basically you can do that now. Google has a has a has schematics on their website that you can make a make a mask, a sort of three D masks, if you will, for for virtual reality with your phone out of cardboard. It's free. You can just go on and do. so you could do that now. Put your phone in this thing, stick it over your face, and watch you know a three D clip, which they have on YouTube. They have you know, and and then you have quote unquote virtual reality. So you could do that now. Or you could watch a POV porn or something like that and just – you don't need any of this extra shit. But no one's doing that because I don't think anybody gives a shit. But the people who are making it hope people give a shit because then they can start charging for porn again. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you think it's all just a scheme to try and be able to charge for porn again? I don't think scheme. I think that – again, I think it sounds good in the boardroom. They're like, oh, guys will like this. But it's like, would you use it? Well, no, but I think guys will like it. And, you know, I've, I've – said this point many times if you're making a product that you wouldn't use then uh you're kind of doomed you know it's you you don't really know how well it works or what people want or uh what people like about it truly if you wouldn't use the thing that you're making i don't know i think vr porn is going to do better than you're giving it credit for all right maybe i'm wrong i'd be happy to be wrong i'm with you on the teledildonics but i am against you on the vr porn Maybe. I'm just saying you can do it now and no one is. So fucking I don't know why. Now, if it becomes VR teledildonics. Well, you got to. That's a whole juggernaut. You. That's that's the fucking juggernaut. There. It's just stupid then, too. Then we're in demolition, man. All right. Um, Wired posted the second and final part of the rise and fall of Silk Road. Finally had a chance to read that the other day. Pretty interesting stuff. Really uh, in-depth. And um, interestingly enough, one of the guys that um, – uh, was supposed to he was like an undercover agent and he was the one that kind of reached out and first started talking to Ross Ulbricht is the guy from Silk Road uh, that detective getting in on the inner circle along with a partner of his he's now in in uh, in court <laughs> now I clarification because I, I know I, I read a little bit of the stories when I heard about him being sentenced this was the guy who was the uh, what was it the Dread uh, Pirate, the Dread Roberts. Pirate Roberts. Roberts yes DPR yeah yeah. So that so this Ross Ulbrich dude was him who yeah. was sentenced to life without parole. Yeah. Multiple life sentences, I believe. No, just the one. He was supposed to get I about he got two. He was supposed to get 20 at a minimum and they were like we're making an example out of this guy. He made a fool of us. Uh, mostly because, you know, any number like Silk Road Part 2 popped up the day after he was fucking caught. So it's like People can duplicate and do exactly what he did and still are today doing this right now. And it still fucking takes years and years of work to get a hold of any of these guys or to really crack into those networks because they're so well built and they're so secure and they're so locked off from the main lines of the Internet that it's damn near impossible to catch them. Ross um, had no idea what he was doing. He was, he was an amateur programmer at best and he sort of learned bits and pieces as he went along. Which is not to say that he's an unintelligent guy or that he's no. He was just the bumbling. first guy to do it, no, wasn't he? No, he was just. I think he had a grander vision for it and was a little bit ballsier about it. You know, that's about it. But there's plenty of them around to this day, and they still can't catch those guys. So it's like, if we catch this guy, let's show everybody what happens when we catch these motherfuckers, so that maybe they'll stop. Which, of course, they won't. But that's why they did it. It was just so weird when I heard about because. All of the stuff that I understand if he's getting a life sentence for these supposed uh, conspiracies to commit murder 
And there's no supposeds about it. But that's the thing. He wasn't even convicted on that stuff. The life sentence that he caught was for the drug trafficking. No, it said in, in addition to running Silk Road, he was also accused of hiring a hitman. Um, yeah, he was say. accused of all these, but Hold the on. actual the the if I'm if I read the court documents correctly on the article that I read, that he wasn't indicted on any of those things. Mm. They were charging him with running the criminal. Well, know. I mean, it, it it's one of those goes to show what what he was up to kind of things. You know, it shows intent and things like that. But he he had hired more than he'd hired a few hits. And every time it was like some either an FBI agent or somebody just fucking with him, trying to extort him for cash, things like that. A lot of people like faked deaths and then sent him because he was always like, all right, I want the hit. Send me a photo or send me a video. So they do these elaborate video things like, there you go. We killed him. Uh, you know, and he'd be like, all right, here's 70 grand or, you know, 150 grand or in know, Bitcoin. Yeah. Which still counts. You could have cashed it out that day, you know, and that's what the other guy, the the one of the detectives that was in, the first one to reach out and contact and work undercover to try to catch Albrecht, he's indicted now. Like he's in court, uh, he's on charges because he embezzled like millions of dollars while he was working on this because he came to know the system and he was like, you really can just get away scot free. Yeah. Hmm. So he would he pulled a couple deals here and there. He took over certain accounts. He he strong armed a few people into like giving them, you know, access and stuff like that. And he would take over accounts and start buying shit and selling shit and fucking made a cool million and a half. Jeez. So now he's fucked. What was amazing was just the sheer amount of money that they said it was something like two hundred and forty million dollars. One point two billion. Was that that was the total worth of the business? But they said that no, there was, no, no. That's what uh, over the one and a half million transactions. That's what he ended up making. Oh, okay. So then, yeah, the number that I heard because I heard over the last three years it was two hundred and fifty million. I mean, that's about how long it was going. I think oh, I don't wow. know. Jesus, that then that's a shit ton of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all. I mean, he fucking motherfucker had his. You know, but again, and he got what a commission on it off every sale. Yep. Well, hot damn. Yeah. Yeah, you get it. You can, you can skim a little off the top all along the way. So. You seemed pretty fine though that this was a life sentence. I mean, you got. I don't know. I, I'm still. I don't know how to feel about a guy who. I like, he because did in things, my mind, like, yeah, I don't. In, in my mind, I don't care. To me, it doesn't matter that the hits were unsuccessful. It's that he well that I. You ordered a hit. You thought that I went agree through, with that. And you but ordered once another again, hit. If, if, if we're just he ordered an entire house full of people, wiped but if out. we're not talking about people being killed, because like I said, that was not on the official indictments. If we're just talking about drug trafficking here, do you believe in a life sentence, no parole? No, not just for the drug trafficking. I'm not even sure that necessarily. I mean, I don't know how much prison time the dude should get. It's basically tax evasion is his biggest crime, you know. Uh, what people did with his service is kind of, you know, that's on him. He never actually used the fucking thing. He didn't have drugs sent to him. He never sent out drugs. He wouldn't allow gun trading on there. So, I mean, that's kind of nice. He just wanted to give people access to drugs. Not even that. He just wanted people to be able to buy and sell whatever the fuck they wanted to buy and sell without, you know, oversight of, you know, the government. So, and yeah, when you say that, people are like, you mean like drugs and guns? <laughs> He's like, well, drugs. No, no gun. No guns. Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know. In that sense, you know, yeah. But I, I guess I'm – I don't care that the official charges don't include the, you know, the attempted hits or the hits. 
um, in my head, that's that's enough. Yeah, that's enough. You okay. can. I, this is a guy who's like he, he's know, not a good guy. Not a good guy. His power got away from him and things like that. I mean, it's it's weird because I feel like you know from the safety of behind a computer. He's just typing things out. He's not – it's not like these are friends, like people he met. The people he ordered hits on were not people he ever met in person. Uh, he, you know, he'd talk to them online and shit like that. But that's about it. They're just digital pixels essentially. You know, it's not like, you know, walking into a place and going, hey, I want Alex Mandelberg whacked, you know. Mm. My – you know, the guy I see every day in my life. Uh, yeah, I need you to take him out and not in my house because it's a lot of cleanup, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's an entirely different story than just like, yeah, yeah, take care of it, you know, typing it into a chat window for a guy that like the only difference between him being alive and dead is you don't see his name pop up on the screen anymore. And that's a disconnect that I feel like I think it didn't hit him the same way that mm-hmm. a real like somebody ordering a hit kind of would is because it made it it doesn't change anything. You know what I mean? And there's people that were like, "Oh, I'll do it." Well, it almost gets back to the conversation we were having earlier about, you know, technology taking jobs is when we don't have to contact and, and even the Uber for things. It's like when we don't have to contact people, you know, where where do we lose a piece of our humanity in that? When everything becomes robotic, well, do we kind of become a little bit more robotic ourselves? And this guy who's only sitting at home on his computer and only saw these names pe- peeking up and this one name that kept popping up was like, hey, man, I'm going to go to the police and tell everyone about you because he doesn't know that guy. And it's only a name popping up on the screen. Yeah, I'm sure it's a lot easier to be like, I want this guy to disappear. Oh, that's not at all what happened. That's not why he had the guy whacked. He had the guy. He thought that that guy was working with informants. Yeah, that's basically what. But yeah. he, the guy, that guy himself, never said or did anything, you know, particularly crazy. And I think he he flubbed some deal that lost some money, and so he was like, "Hey, I don't trust this dude anymore." But there was a separate one where a guy tried to blackmail him. Yeah, that's, I thought that was the one. No, there's a separate about. one where a guy tried to blackmail him, and he had his whole apartment, like everybody in his apartment, killed or tried to ordered to ordered, and uh, you know. Because he was like, he was like, well, he lives in an apartment. Do you want me to take everybody out? And he goes, fuck it, whatever, man. And the guy was like, well, there's no discounts on multiples, so that's going to be like 250 grand. And he was like, fine, do it. You know what I'm saying? Like four, four innocent people that, like, you know, that have no, the, well, three of them don't even probably do, yeah. probably didn't even know their roommate was on the fucking thing. Now, thankfully, those people didn't die, but it's all the same to this motherfucker. You'd think he'd be relieved, like, oh, thank God they didn't die. I felt really bad about that. But he didn't say anything like that, you know, obviously, because it's not part of the trial or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Which is weird because they had, they had, you know, if you Well, they did, that was the weird thing about it because it was, even though it wasn't on the indictment list, they talked about it in the trial quite a bit. Which you should because they had lock, they had it. I mean, there was no, there was no mincing of words. It was like, yes, kill him. This is how much I will pay you. And then the guy said, okay, they're all dead. You owe me X dollars. And he was like, wiring it to you now. <laughs> wow. Like, that's in the chat logs. There's no, there's no mincing of words. It wasn't like... Oh, did you think I meant dead, like, kill dead? Yeah. I just meant, like, I want you to go in there and, and like, are you a stand-up comic? I thought you were just going to make them laugh. Like, yeah. kill them with kindness. Like, kill them. You're, like, You're yeah. like, I want you to slay them. If he said, like, you know, they started out with the take care of them, take care of that, so on and so forth, yeah, you might be able to pull that, but it was like, they're dead now. 
<laughs> the pro- I, I murdered all of them in cold blood. Yes. The problem has smiley face emoji. The problem has been eliminated. He will not blackmail you or anyone else anymore. Won't be doing anything anymore. He's gone. Yeah, but like he he was because he's he decided to move back to Omaha. And <laughs> of course, this. I convinced him to move to Omaha, <laughs> where they have no internet, so he can't get on the yeah, internet. So for, for that, I don't give a shit. Let him have a fucking life sentence. If it were just the other shit, I mean, I know they're of course they were going to give him a big sentence because they have to make an example out of him because these sites still exist, and that scares the shit out of law enforcement. That are completely unable to do anything in the way of. Do you think he dies in prison, or do you think when he's like seventy, someone pardons him? I don't think he'll get pardoned. I think he'll probably get out on good behavior. I think probably well, no, no parole though, so he can't get out on good behavior. Uh, no say, chance at parole. Um, that good behavior shit only counts for parole. He, this man don't have parole. Yeah, I don't know. This, the only this way article gets is out kind is of the worst pardon. of the articles I've found because it's, it's very quick. It's like it doesn't have enough um, uh, information on it to say specifically. Um, let's see. This is – yeah, this is before the thing. I don't know. Anyway, I, I – uh, I, I just don't think I don't think he's going to die in prison. I don't know. In, in my head, I feel like I don't know so much pardoned is the word, but I, I feel like something will you know because they always say like that you know a life sentence isn't technically you know like ninety years or whatever. It's like forty years or some shit. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think fifty years, forty, fifty years, something like that. Yeah, so like I don't know, whatever it is. So yeah, when he's like in his fifties or sixties, he'll he'll get out because well, yeah, because once you're fifty, it's like your fucking life's over anyways, right? I don't know. His plea deal to the judge was like, I've had my youth. Um, you're taking away my middle years. Please spare me my old age. That was his, you know, he wrote this fucking 20 page yeah. letter that was like, please don't let me rot in there forever and ever. And they said, nah, rot. Well, that's just it. I don't, I don't know that necessarily rotting is what. I mean, again, I think he'll probably get out, yeah, 50, 60 years old, something like that. So I don't know. Whatever. Probably not the probably not the note. To whatevs. Yeah, but, whatevs. Meh. Meh. Maybe you'll maybe you'll die in prison. Maybe you won't. Meh. Whatevs. Listen, you ordered hits on motherfuckers because you thought they were gonna rattle on your enterprise. And meanwhile, the whole time he was like, ah, I wouldn't even do any good anyway. My security's so, you know, so locked in. I think he'll just become like the catch me if you can, but for internet drug sales for yeah, you know, like the FBI or something. That you saw that movie with the Leonardo DiCaprio. No, and Tom I'm, Hanks. I'm familiar with the story, but I didn't see the movie. Yeah, and so you know that guy was. You know, they they no. finally caught him, and they then he turned into an no, advisor they don't, they for don't, the FBI. They don't need him for that. They have all of his. They they had his servers for like a year before they caught him. They they cloned his servers. They went all the way to um, Switzerland, I believe, or Norway. Anyway, one of the Scandinavian countries, they went all the way over there to the server farm because they found the IP address where it leaked out. He, he had a bug in one of his pieces of code that leaked out his real IP address outside of the Tor network to the oh, wider internet. Shit. So they were like, oh, gotcha. so they, I gotcha. think it, it was sort of like, we think this Get is the coach. IP. So they went and investigated and they were like, well, that would probably make sense because it's one of the bigger server farms in the world. They flew all the way out there and went to this big, crazy white building and talked to the Swiss authorities or Norwegian authorities, whoever, and said, hey, can we, can we get in there? Can we get this information? 
And they were like, yeah, cool. And they just cloned the drives for them because everything's backed up automatically. They were like, here's, one, here's today's backup. So the FBI was able to take all those drives back to their lab and set up the Silk Road server in like a sandbox. And that's where they were able to get all the chat logs, all the transaction logs, all the username, passwords, all the logins, everything. They had access to everything at that point. And they knew how the system worked and could interact with it as if it were real without the actual without it actually being connected to the internet. So it didn't actually matter. So you could say, Oh yeah, I'm gonna pay four million bitcoins for this, you know, or whatever the fuck. It was all play, you know, sort of pretend. They were just learning the system. So they don't need them for that at all. They understand the system perfectly well and they have a clone of it. So, sorry, buddy. I tried to find a job for you at the FBI, but Mitch uh, just fucked you. You're fucked. You're going to rot. Rotten in jail. And it happens. Rotten yeah. in jail. You're fucked. Yeah, well, he had a pretty uh, impressive operation. I, I recommend everybody uh, who's listening to this, you go read the uh, article on Wired. It's very good. Um, well, we're an hour 12 in. I think we're good. I was going to talk about the uh, that documentary about that cop that was hanging out on those uh, cannibal forums. and Oh, yeah. Basically got tossed in jail over his Google searches. But, I love the uh, I love the title of this article that you have up. When does your Google search become a crime? Yeah, yeah. that's the because that's the crux of the case, which you still haven't watched the documentary. When, so. when you Google the Silk Road, <laughs> <laughs> and if you did, if you'd have Googled the Silk Road, you'd have just found articles talking about it. You wouldn't have found out anything about how to access it or anything else like that. Really, they didn't have anything up like here's how you access it. I mean, did you have to know in order to? I, there were there were ways to find it. I mean, you know, it's not like it was this secret hidden thing that was like, oh my god, how do you even find it? But it was like, you know, uh, I showed you Tor before. I think you did. You showed know. you showed me once. Yeah, yeah. I think I showed you Silk Road. In fact, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting. It's a very interesting thing, you know, to see, you know, four hundred tabs of LSD, you know. Shipped to your door, twelve bucks, and you're like, "Hmm, <laughs> well, I have twelve dollars." Yeah, like I could do that. Like that's not too bad, you know. Like it's it's got to get some Bitcoin. Yeah, don't fucking that's easy to do. You know, I've been very tempted to just go on one of those things and be like, "Yeah, yeah, let me buy a ten strip of acid." Like, how much jail time is that? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, do, if you catch me, can I at least keep the acid? Oh, I'll take all the acid. <laughs> then you, then you're fucked. Now you just got to go by like you don't even have evidence anymore. That's all gone. <laughs> What's weird is that apparently, um, no individual purchaser ever got busted. Yeah, I would because there's because there's really no point. Yeah, and there's not no that point many... in prosecuting somebody who's just buying because it's such a small. Uh, yeah. It and costs more for a county to prosecute a single drug purchase yeah. than it's worth. Whereas the person selling the drugs there, it's worth it for the county to prosecute. But even then, I think they only busted like two of those guys. Yeah, well, you know, because in this case, this isn't just guys selling – this is guys selling drugs on a website. Yeah. So it, it – the, usually when it's, oh, we're, we want to stop the sale of drugs, cutting off the head of the snake is the guy selling the drugs. But in this case, it's the guy who facilitates, it's the, guy who facilitates the guys who sell the drugs. Sure, sure. So they, you know, once again, cut the head off the snake. Yeah. I'm not actually sure how they found, I should read the thing again, but they did find one, uh, one particular user that 
um, they took over her account. I'm, I'm going to step out on a limb and say that they were doing something stupid. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they made a misstep somewhere. But it's interesting because it's like, you know, no one else. I mean, that was the big concern when I remember reading about it on Reddit before around this time Silk Road got hacked. People were like, what happens to all those accounts? Do is where's all that data? Who has that data? Like, am I in trouble? You know, that kind of thing. And technically, the FBI has all that data. Yeah. But they don't give a fuck. You know, yeah. What are they really going to do? You don't have real names attached to it. You just have addresses. And God knows those people could have moved. Mm-hmm. You know? And what do you do? Stop by. Did you buy drugs from a. Nope. Nope. I didn't. I don't know. Somebody left it here. I don't know. Whatever. And that was apparently that's the. Um, the defense you're supposed to use is like, I, I didn't order that. I don't know. Must have been shipped yeah. to the wrong address. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Because as long as it's not a COD. I usually stick to mushrooms. No acid for me. Thanks for stopping by well, and checking out, officers. I'm saying apparently that's, that's the sort of legal lo- loophole. Is yeah, that if you're know. like, oh, could be anybody's address. That's, yeah, that's always the loophole. That's uh, that's that's why, uh, is, uh, I, I told you about this before, um, the private... Uh, and what was it? No, yeah, uh, the U.S. Postal Service. The reason they stopped, a lot of people stopped using them, was because they were setting up sting operations with people. Where they were like, "Well, if we just drop it off at their house, they can deny it. But if we tell them to come in and pick it up, yeah, yeah, exactly, then we might be able to get them." Yeah. Note to self: Don't ever do that. Don't yeah, ever. If, <laughs> if you get a call from the USPS like, "We need you to come up, come to pick up your package. There's a problem." There is a problem. Run to another state and leave your package at the post office. I wasn't expecting anything. Do you know who it's from? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that is. You can cancel that. You yeah, can throw that out right out in the trash. I don't know yeah. what that is. Yeah, you could do that. Anyway, you need to watch that fucking documentary so we can finally talk about All right, this. I'll, I'll watch thing. it this week. That's the crux of the argument is whether or not um, the things he said online and his Google searches were um, – are enough to convict the motherfucker. I mean, he's out free and clear, so there's no... I mean, it doesn't right. matter. I'll, what, I'll watch it this week. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks, but it's just an interesting uh, side of things. Yes, yeah, so we'll talk about that uh, next week. We'll actually be... There will be a next week. There will be an episode 11. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll, we'll get better at this. We can, we can spare an hour a week. Yes, we can. I can do it to talk about tech and, you know, teledildonics and such. <laughs> I love teledildonics. It's yeah. such a good word. It's a good one. Such a good, a good word. Um, if you uh, have any suggestions for things we should talk about or you have questions about technology stuff that you're like, I don't really understand this. What is this all about? Do I need to worry about that? Et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you can contact uh, either myself or Alex. Probably me because I'll know what you're saying. <laughs> um, ah, but you can too. go on riffopolis.com, R-I-F-F-O-P-O-L-I-S.com and uh, check over to the Vulgar tech page and there's a way to contact me or Alex through the website. You can also go straight to my website, revmitch.com R-E-V-M-I-T-C-Z or R-E-V-M-I-T-C-H dot com and I'm on Twitter R-E-V-M-I-T-C-Z and you can catch Alex on Twitter at A-M-A-N-D-E-L-B-E-R-G or at a funny Jew. If he ever fucking logs into that profile that he never has taken. You got to give me the password for it. I've given it to you 12 times. I'll do it again after the show. All right. Thanks, (laughs) everybody, for listening. And we'll catch you next time.